Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Friday, February 16th, 2024. U.S. naval forces are engaged in the first Barbary War in 1804. Why should we care? Mostly because history tends to repeat itself. Really, there is virtually nothing new in human nature today that has not existed for millennia. Pirates operating from the Muslim region of North Africa had for years wreaked havoc on shipping in the Mediterranean Sea. If a country did not pay tribute, their ships were in peril. Exactly the same modus operandi we see today off of Somalia. During the Revolutionary War, France by treaty provided protection to U.S. ships in the Med. But after the war, it was game on, and the demands and payments of tribute were approaching $1 million in that day. President Jefferson was no longer content with the extortion and engaged them. When Jefferson was an ambassador and attempted to negotiate with them, they explained their grievances as, The Koran says it's our duty to exact tribute and enslave infidels. After a few years of fighting, the U.S. settles the affair. The pirates held 300 Americans, and we held about 100 of theirs. The U.S. paid a healthy ransom and called the affair even. This pacified the pirates for but a couple of years. Attacks began, but the U.S. was preoccupied with the War of 1812. In 1815 and 16, the Second Barbary War consisted of a couple of naval battles. The last was a nine-hour naval bombardment of the city of Algiers after which they agreed to terms and returned over 1,000 Christian slaves and repaid ransom monies. Henry Leland is born in 1843. Mr. Leland was an engineer and businessman. He learned precision machining and manufacturing, working at the tool company Brown and & Sharp and Colt Firearms. He became an engine builder for Ransom Oles and in time formed Cadillac Car Company. He sold that off to General Motors, built aircraft engines during World War II, and then used those profits to establish the Lincoln Car Company. The tomb of King Tutankhamun is opened in 1923. Actor and singer Sonny Bono was born in 1935. That would make him 89 years old today if he was living. One-time wife Cher is 11 years younger. Bono went on to become mayor of Palm Springs, California, and a representative from California's 44th district. Fidel Castro becomes premier of Cuba in 1959 after overthrowing the previous dictator, Fulgencio Batista. One has to wonder if this was, was not a case of out of the fire and into the frying pan. The USS Triton set sail from Connecticut in 1960. This was the first around-the-world trip by a submarine. The submerged trip will last for a few hours short of 61 days. Part of the reasoning was President Eisenhower was to meet with Soviet Premier Khrushchev a few weeks later, and we wanted to look good and militarily impressive. Keith Gretzky, the middle of three brothers in the hockey family, is 57 today. Keith had a reasonable minor league career but never played in the NHL. He is six years younger than Wayne and five years older than Brent. The fact raises the question of what makes a top-level athlete. While all three brothers had good coaching from their father, and they certainly knew the formula, Keith was not able to rise to the same level of his older brother. 
But with all due respects, no one has been able to rise to that level either. There is a very long discussion on the subject of nature versus nurture. Crop scientists call it genotype versus environment. We could put it in more simple terms. Isn't talent or a learned skill? The answer is not simple. Certainly a large portion is genetics. Some estimates attribute 70% of personality to genetics. If you have had the opportunity to see a child, niece, or nephew grow up, some mannerisms are not learned but clearly inherited. It's quite fascinating. But there is another side that points out young children who are christened talented still spend countless hours practicing a skill. Certainly, if a person practices any skill for a couple of thousand hours, they will greatly improve. I often refer to the early cartoon drawings by Charles Schultz or Jim Davis and compare them to their later works, and the contrast is striking. Hezbollah is founded in 1985. The simple answer is they are an extension of the Iranian Revolution based in Lebanon. They had direct ties to Ayatollah Ruola Khomeini, leader of the Iranian Revolution, and overseer of the American embassy crisis a few years earlier. Those ties continue to this day. In Lebanon, they are a political party and something of a state within a state. Their military arm is considered equal to or stronger than the official Lebanese army. Consistent with its Iranian ties, their goal is to cleanse the land of U.S., Western, and Israeli influence. Missed an ongoing lockout, the National Hockey League cancels the entire 2004-2005 season, but by this day in 2005, the season is well past. The last Mobile Army Surgical Hospital is decommissioned by the U.S. Army in 2006. The concept was first fielded in Korea and in different forms remains a staple of military field care, just in slightly different forms and name. Of course, the MASH concept was made famous in the 1970s television show. Television has many sleight-of-hand tricks. Did you ever notice that while the surgery would last for hours, the post-op ward had about a dozen beds? In fact, a MASH had 60 beds. That's history and comment for the 16th day of February. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.